he got hit with so many typicallys and uniques. Well, that's unique. We don't really see that very much. Yeah, typical or unique. Aiden was unique today, or there was right. something typical today. Oh, yes, that is very typical. We see it all the time. Oh, don't worry about it. That's typical. Oh, every child is unique, so we can't say what is typical. You know, that's typical. See you later. You know. We call it the typical unique conversation. Welcome back to Typically Unique. I'm Kim Aponte, and I'm here with my husband, Carlos. Hello. And we are starting a new series with a new topic on mental health. We're not sure how many parts this will be, but um, we've been talking about this for a while. It's very important to us. And in this first episode, we just want to explain why. Right. And... Part of the reason why is this mental health system, mental health in general, um, really provided some positives, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll start off with the positives. It, it really provided some positives to us. Um, this was, um, I think mental health today is a lot different than what it was, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Um, you know, I think there's more knowledge about uh diagnosing um, different types of mental health. Um, I think there's different buckets so people can get different types of care uh, within mental health. I think the tools available to us are much better than what they used to be, mm -hmm. again, 20, 30, 40 years ago. Yes. And if you are a willing participant, I think you can see change. Um, I, I think, um, went into this... Um, you know, many things in the mental health spectrum. And um, I was a very willing participant and still a very willing participant. And I've seen, you know, some growth in myself, uh, you know, throughout the years. Uh, if you are willing to listen and uh, implement a lot of the things that they talk about. Yeah, not just go through the motions. Right, like, you have really to. Really do the work and, yeah. Yes, and it's... You know, sometimes you're like, eh, do I want to? But mm -hmm. um, you can really see change. It's, it's a very tangible thing. Um, and if you're a willing participant, um, it can be very beneficial. Um, I also would say, you know, and, and we, we saw some of those results, you know, oh, yeah. and, and there are areas where we saw results, areas where we didn't see results, areas where we, you know, fought a little bit of the system. But there were a lot of areas where people um, and some of those systems, some of those tools were very beneficial. Um, I know we talked, you know, with the cancer and everything that we had a Dr. Green that kind of showed up and truly our belief has saved our son's life. Um, I think there's a couple Dr. Greens, um, you know, uh, like that. Mm -hmm. uh, not all were doctors, but there were some heroes, I think we called them, in the past that showed up at certain times when... Yeah, those special people those that special showed people. up at the right moment with the right information or advocating for us or whatever it was, but it just seemed, always seemed serendipitous. It did, right? And at the, the right same, time. Yeah, the same <laughs> happened for us with this journey, too. Yeah, and... You know, I think the last thing is this is something that, you know, like with the cancer stuff, we didn't have much homework, right? There wasn't anything that we could do to kind of 
help Aiden on the journey. I mean, we could be care providers, but we couldn't do anything to really help cure him. Um, with mental health, there are a lot of resources out there that are free, you know, on YouTube and um, that, that you could just look up if you're having a session and, you know, your counselor or somebody, you know, mentions a strategy or a tool, you could dive deep into that. And Kim's great at this. There but are so yeah, many yeah, um, yeah. experts, um, you know, licensed, you know, professional experts that have their own shows on YouTube that you can listen to, life coaches, you know, you can get really good information on there. So, you know, looking as we look forward to this journey, which is going to be a very long one, you know, there are some positives peppered in here and we hope to share a lot of those stories. Unfortunately, we saw a lot of resistance too. And yeah, what was that? <laughs> well, my driving force, unfortunately, um, for wanting to share this, because it's not easy mm-hmm. to share this. Um, and we just kind of predicted there's there would probably be a lot of questions, you know, of why, why would we want to, you know, air all of this? Um, but there were some pretty bad experiences that we had that I felt we need to shed light on that and start looking at that. And, you know, awareness is always the first step. So might, there might not be anything we can directly do to fix those things, but we're at least going to point them out because we feel like they were experiences that no one could possibly ever know. It's one of those things where, unless it happens to you, unless you find yourself in that same exact situation. So, um, so some of the things were, um, when you find yourself needing more than maybe just counseling, you know, maybe more than just going to talk, more than just talk therapy, for, you know, once every couple of weeks or whatever, it can be extremely hard to find a facility, to find a place. You'll often hear people, you know, in interviews or, you know, wherever you might listen to somebody talk about it, say, well, they didn't have a bed, <laughs> you know, that it could be like that or finding the right kind of facility that right. you might need. So that was a really big challenge. Um, the, you know, well, and not to interrupt, but, you yeah. know, one of the things is, you know, like to find a bed, you know, but, you know, this isn't like you broke your arm and you have to go to the emergency room and they're going to put a cast on, you know, um, I think our, our medical system is capable and equipped to handle that. But when you're talking mental health, I'm not sure if our medical systems are set up they're not (laughs) to fix broken minds yeah no it's (laughs) it's you know that's the way we describe it is that our medical system is set up for physical ailments right for your body your brain is a physical part but your mind like your mind and feelings and emotions and those things the system just doesn't seem they seem two sep. they're two separate systems and not designed to help in the same way right um insurance, um, being involved in the mental health <laughs> I feel like that they have a lot of power. They have a lot of say. Um, and so that we'll get into all the details about yeah, and, all of that. And, but, and, and plus with insurance, right? If you can't see it, right. 
How can yeah. you code it? How can you say, yeah. you know, well, this person needs a month and this, you know, everything was restrictive, you know, for us seven days after seven days, that's it. You know, you don't get anything else. No so, matter what, no matter what, no matter, it's just, <laughs> it's just a blanket, no matter what your condition is, you know, severe and not severe, same, Yep. same, you know expectations or uh, rules about that. So, and that kind of connects to my biggest pet peeve was uh, there isn't um, consistent, systemic, systematic testing um, to get correct, accurate diagnosis. Like you can get an x-ray for a broken arm and see, you know, yes, you have a broken arm, um, but it seemed it's mostly with mental health just observation, mm -hmm. you know, listening to words, you're, you're not really, you're not doing blood tests. You're not doing scans and which you used uh, to ask for all the time. Give uh, me a scan. Yes. I want a scan. I, yeah. And the answer is always no, because <laughs> insurance probably doesn't want to cover for it, or that's right. just not our standard operating procedure. That's not what we do. Or so. we can't, we can't diagnose from a scan. You can, you know, have some yeah. lights going off in there, but it isn't going to accurately tell you something. So right. observation is. That was very frustrating yeah. to me though, because I, I always want answers. <laughs> What's the answer? You know, the, and, and, and the hard evidence to show that that's the answer. Right. Um, yeah, and it's just it's just a hard system to navigate, especially if you have questions or you're looking for more. Where do you turn to? Where do you go? So, even some of the places where I thought would be the go-to places to turn to didn't really have any answers, couldn't help. Um, it just seemed like the runaround a lot of times. So those are some of the, you know, highlights of things we dealt with and we have stories to go with all of these things. Well, I think one other thing that we talked about before was, you know, cause we talked about the broken arm, right? That they will fix and mm -hmm. cast your broken arm, but in the mental health arena, it's more about stabilizing. We'll try to right. stabilize you or your family for a period of time but we're not going to stick this out until you are fixed you know and fixed is you know in right. air quotes and, but that's mm -hmm. frustrating because we want to get this fixed especially somewhere. when you're in such a dire situation that hospitalization in a mental facility is required you know, you want that fixed or diagnosed and treated, you know, long-term, we're going to treat this so that there isn't a reoccurrence. And that's not really the goal when you go to a place like that. It's just, we're going to get you out of this immediate crisis situation and yes. that's it. Then our job is done. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's big, there's big <laughs> gaps yep. that need to be filled. Well, and I guess I'll say to that is, so understanding all of those perils mm -hmm. <laughs> within the system and the stigma in society that goes along with mental health um, and has for a very long time. I think recently in the past few years, I think more people have been, you know, trying to normalize mental By health. By talking about it. Right, you have to right. talk about it and put faces to it. Yeah. But, but there was a big, there was a big stigma to, uh, mental health. I still think there is some today, you know, you don't want to be called weak, you know, and you don't want to be called soft. Um, so it, or pushes, have issues. Yeah. Or, have issues. But it pushes people away from, 
really trying to get the help that they need. And if we could, you know, tweak the systems a little bit, you know, there is help available, you know, hopefully long-term, which I think is really needed. I think they got the short-term stuff understood, but um, I think there's really need some, some long-term help here. And I think people are starting to get past some of the stigma. Um, and help can be a very serious situation that you need help with or help can be, I just want to improve on some areas that might be causing roadblocks in my life or hindering some relationships I have or things like that. Well, and we're not too proud at this point in our life. We're not too proud to say, you know, maybe share some of this and, you know, try to help end that, that stigma because, Mm -hmm. you know, I think both of us have realized going through this system, other people have probably experienced some of the same thing. We wanted to share, as a reminder, this is our memoir. We want to share a lot of things that we've went through, you know, for our kids and maybe grandkids one day that they could look back and try to understand and piece together. My childhood was was chaotic. (laughs) What was all the chaos and what happened when I had to go to a babysitter or grandparents and mom and dad were somewhere or mom and dad and Aiden were somewhere or mom and dad and Carly were somewhere. What was going on? This is, we're telling these stories and I'm not, I'm personally not too proud and I don't care about the stigma. It doesn't bother me one iota. I know that that wasn't your thought always. No, it's, (laughs) it's still not easy for me because I care too much what people think. (laughs) That's one of the things I'm working on right now. You have to you have to laugh about things when you can. Recognition but, is uh, part of the the first step, right? Yeah, but I'm willing to mm-hmm. um, because it's so important. Yeah. So, and you know, I'm I'm kind of a big advocate for the mental health um, system, and I was even before we entered into it, and we're going to share how we kind of entered into the mental health, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? Well, I, so the reason why I had such a hard time is because I have loved ones and people that are close to me that I've, I've heard those kinds of comments from, you know, like, Oh, that person's got issues or, you know, I, you know, I don't know. It's just always been negative, negative comments or, you know, I don't have any problems. I don't need that. You know? And I just know, I just always knew that it was looked down upon. So, you know, and we throw, you know, not saying your loved ones did this or, or mine, but I think in society we throw around the terminology, Oh, they're crazy. Right. You know, they're crazy. You know, so, you know, it is attached to kind of a demeaning word or phrase. Mm -hmm. And when you are saying, hey, I need to succumb to some of these feelings and get help, you know, it's like, well, you know, what's wrong with, you know, toughen up, you know, you know, that sort of stuff. And um, I personally know that, um, you know, early on, well, at some point in our marriage, you know, Kim and I, we had some small confrontations, just like any couple would have, you know, even before the, you know, Aiden incident. Um, but you know, we would have some arguments and, you know, and we would get through them, you know, it was no big thing. There was some things that was just systemic that just kept happening over and over. And I would try to communicate those things, you know, and, you know, you know, yeah, we'd make up, it would be cool. Two days later, we'd kind of be back at the same spot again. 
to the point where some of this stuff was like super frustrating. And and it doesn't mean fighting. No, just it arguing. It means disagreeing. maybe he's having feelings one way that I don't know about. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm having feelings that he doesn't know about. And it makes you act certain ways. And then when you start acting those ways, it probably doubles down on those. So it's that kind of a situation. Right. Not yeah. that, you know, it was fighting all no, the time. No, no, no. It wasn't that. No, and it was, you know, you know, I think at the end of the day, you want to be loved and appreciated, right? You yeah. know, and we'll get into how we each receive that love, right? Because we learned that through counseling, mm-hmm. you know? But at the time, we didn't have a lot of those tools. I think... One time early on, I bought a book, uh, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, and mm-hmm. we jokingly kind of read that a little bit, you know, because, yeah. you know, but so, you know, we kind of tried some self-help stuff, you know, just to understand each other a little bit better. But there was a point where I was really kind of getting frustrated and I got a pamphlet from work where you get like three or five free sessions, right? If you call these people up. And, for counseling. For counseling, you know, and I said, hey, we need to go to counseling and, you know, Brashly, I just kind of threw it at her, like you know, hey, <laughs> you know, we we need to go to counseling, and I think she either threw like, it back what? or ripped it up or something, but it, it wasn't happening at that time. But that was kind of a recurring thing for a little while until we kind of really hit a watershed moment. But you know, I think I wanted, I didn't understand it, but I wanted to do it because I thought, you know, hey, I'm I'm not able to communicate with Kim to work through this. And then after she kind of pushed back on that pretty hard in understanding why she pushed back on it, I thought, well, I can do this, right? You know, at the core, we love each other. You know, we are into each other and um, we've made a commitment to each other. So I can do it. You know, I can I can fix this. We can fix this. And We'll just find a way to do that, right? So Yeah, because we didn't, it's not like we sat down and had a nice long conversation <laughs> explaining both of our sides and hearing both of each other. It was just passing in the wind. Here, we should do this. I, you know, <clears throat> looked at it, went on <clears throat> with whatever I was doing in the moment, and that was it. Mm-hmm. You know, and you were probably still focused on it. Right. I probably forgot about it. Right. And then... Yeah. Because I would bring it up a couple years later, right? And be like, you know, hey, I've asked you, you know, I said, you know, hey, we need to go to counseling, you know. And I said, you know, this is getting ridiculous or something. You know, I would say something harsh in the moment. You know, this is ridiculous. We need to go to counseling. You know, she's like, well, this is the first time I'm hearing of counseling. I'm like, I threw a pamphlet at you two years ago, you know. And we'd be like, well, you know, and to her point, it's not like we sat down and had a great conversation about it. It was just tossing of a pamphlet or in the middle of an argument we should be going to counseling and you know and my frustration was she didn't want that outside help you know to fix us and then that made me feel a certain way like why doesn't she want to fix us and know? i was probably like we don't need fix <laughs> exactly. you know like yep. we just had two different i don't Perspectives know yeah on mm-hmm. yep. but you know we're starting with <clears throat> we're going to be starting on our next episode um our story and how we got into counseling for us um, because we're going to end up finding out the hard way. You know, he thought, well, we'll just continue trying things on our own. We'll just try it on our own, you know, and we had just gotten out of the medical trauma with Aiden. So 
we're back at home, not in the hospital anymore. He's better. He's healing. We're back to our normal, normal lives, back into our routine. That was going on. And then, you know, having that PTSD mm-hmm. from that experience. Once we started getting back into our normal lives, I feel like it was just, oh my gosh, just so thankful to just not be in that hospital that we kind of just, and we're probably used to doing our own things because we were a separate for two years. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So we were kind of in our own worlds, doing our own things, you know, a lot of isolation that way. And all of us, our kids, us, not that we didn't ever, ever do things together, but, you know, our focuses weren't where they should have been. Our communication wasn't where it should have been. And we didn't get help. You know, we just came home after all of that. Um, And before Ian and getting sick and this, we told the pamphlet story because there were already some things brewing, you know, there's already stuff brewing. Then we go through two years, you know, of the stress and trauma and the separation between the two of us, um, caring for him in the hospital. And then it is just, and we, we just weren't showing up for each other the way that we should have once we were back at home, getting back, to normal and it's all going to blow up in a big event. (laughs) And I guess on my side, you know, everything that Kim just said, right. Everything that she's talking about, um, you know, during that time, um, when Aiden was home, it wasn't like he was home free. We still did do a lot. Mm -hmm. He was, he was at home. We had to, you know, be careful about him being out in public. So there was always that, Thing. I made a joke, you know, a few episodes ago about if Aiden would cough, Kim would <laughs> dive across the room to see if he was okay. There Kim, was still a lot of stress for me. Oh, my God. Like, I had to give, give him, him shots, shots for yeah. his blood clots. And, like, my my reactions to that, like, I, I had a lot of anger. I had a lot of anger over mm. that stuff. Like, I didn't want to do it. I was tired of it. Like, one more thing. Oh, my God. Right. You know, it, so there was a lot going on. Yeah, there was a lot going on with that. And there was also, you know, I like Kim mentioned, we kind of fell into our own lanes. You know, um, I think I was racing, you know, so I was gone on the weekends. You know, she didn't kind of like that activity. So I would do that by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, she got into... Um, you know, childhood cancer and you a know, lot of causes. Lot like of I was causes. trying to be an advocate yeah, or something. Yeah. yeah. And that, but it's in your blood, it you is. know, and I think we just needed to find a way for me to do racing and you to do your advocacy work where we were inclusive of each, each other, other. Mm-hmm. you know, instead we went kind of a couple different lanes and, um, I don't think we ever really connected. So small things would start to, build right you know small things that you know hey i haven't you know felt you know appreciated in two years because you've been focusing on aiden so now it's enhanced because we don't have to worry that we're not in the hospital and separate i should be getting you know waterfalls of appreciation you know i should be filling her love bucket in the ways that she needed me to do that and I don't think either of us we showed up. We weren't doing that. Yeah. And um, so, you know, this <laughs> this big event, you know, and we'll, we'll get into it on the next episode, but essentially what happened to kind of 
set it up and what led us into counseling was, I think I was of a particular mindset of, I had been trying some things. Kim wasn't really seeing that, I don't think in the moment. No. And so I think I was going to try to have a conversation with Kim and it went south and you know, what I think I wanted to say and what I actually said and what happened um, was... Tragic. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) In the moment, but led us on this path into this system, into the mental health system to get help, to get counseling, um, and eventually we had all these experiences and why we are motivated to talk about this. So, and I'll finish by saying this, um, you know, you said it at the beginning, I'm not proud of everything that we're going to talk about going forward. I have regrets. I think I pay penance, you know, personally, um, you know, I, it hurts me that I've hurt Kim. Um, it hurts me that I hurt, our family, um, you know, immediate and extended, um, you know, so all of this is difficult to, to say and talk about, but where we're going, this is just the literal tip of the iceberg for us to get into this system because what we end up using this system for and how it turns on us to come is needed, but tragic to use tragic again, uh, disappointing. And I think if you stick with us on this journey and, you know, reach out to us, tell us if any of this makes sense to you, um, because I think there is a great opportunity here for some type of change. If enough of us can get together, you know, and really advocate for some changes in the mental health system mm-hmm. or to just help people navigate the system or just navigate to do. Yeah. Right. yeah so we are going to tell that um, specific story on our next episode and um, how you know we were the first ones in our family to enter into counseling um, and then how it evolves from that so we hope you will join us back for that on our next episode and we will see you then Bye. Bye.